Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, it's Ethan Skolnick for the 5 on the Floor podcast on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Make sure you check out our website, 5 and check out the podcast that's coming up. We're trying something a little bit different, but we've got a new sponsor for it as well, and this is an important one because all those Uncle Sam's and Lady Liberties twirling their signs out there on the roads can only mean one thing. It's tax season. But instead of losing your hard-earned cash to companies that hide behind a costume or DIY software that specializes in headaches, give Palacio, Palacio, and Zimmerman a call. PPZ has been providing premium accounting and tax services to clients for over 25 years. They'll make the filing process simple through close one-on-one support and maximize your return using their exceptional Expertise Again, that's Palacio, Palacio and Zimmerman, PPZ. If you're ready to file, call 305-595-0303. That's 305-595-0303. Tell them five reasons sent you or visit ppzllc.com. That's ppzllc.com. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sydney, a.k.a. ALF954. Brought to you by the 5 Reasons Sports Network. All right, we're back here on the 5 on the Floor podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick. I'm here with Alphonse Sydney today. We're trying something a little bit new here on the podcast. It's a lot new. We're going to do some game previews now. Get them to you a few hours before the game, particularly before home games, because if you're going down to the game tonight, want you to be prepared and also check out our website, fivereasonsports.com. We'll have more content there. Alf, we're just going to get to five things today, all right? We're going to blow through them relatively quickly, give people a little bit of each. Let's go to number one and just the opponent tonight, the San Antonio Spurs, 17-21 and 21 on the season. Uh, this is a franchise that like never won fewer than 50 games for about 30 straight seasons. They look a lot different, but they're playing better of late, particularly DeRozan, and we just saw the Heat drop two games in New York. What do you make of tonight? What do you make of the Spurs? I mean, I think tonight's a scary game because you have one team that's kind of on the rise, and then you have another team that, I mean, maybe it sounds like panic attack, but with two losses to uh, relatively bad teams on a road trip, um, you're going to uh, you're 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 looking at a game that could that could turn out pretty badly for the Heat. Um, <clears throat> the Heat are at home, so uh, that's good. The Heat have only dropped one game at home, but the the, the traject the trajectory right now is that the Heat um, their defense is porous, and you have some guards on the on the Spurs that can take advantage of that. And even in the zone, you have a guy like Lamarcus Aldridge that can make you pay right from the top to from the center of that zone. So uh, I'm not – listen, I'm not calling for a Spurs win tonight, but I think the Heat are in a dangerous situation where dropping three straight is going to lead to a lot of questions. And then you have the Thunder coming up on the road on Friday and then another road game on Sunday. So this could be a pretty tough stretch if the Heat don't get their act together. 
Yeah, look, look the, uh, the, the, the Friday night game would really worry me right now, and not just because we're having a watch party at GQ's Craft House. Make sure to get that there at 7 o'clock. Uh, but also, and we are 2-1, by the way, this year, and 2-0 and in Broward. But the real reason that it worries me uh, Friday night is because OKC has found a game right now. Like, they're, you know, their three guards are playing extraordinarily well together. Um, you know, I mean, Shea was terrific. I mean, a 20-rebound game. So that and that has been a problem place for the Heat to play for years. So especially when OKC fans are into it and they're into it right now, that looks like a loss to me. Which is why, which is why they need this game here on Wednesday night. And it's almost like Alf, like we've almost kind of forgotten what they're like at home whenever they go on the road. You know, it's like, like you, you mentioned it. They're a dominant, dominant home team now, not by the same margins of victory lately, but they find ways to win in the same way that they've been finding ways to lose on the road. So I, I would have concerns about it. This is not a great Spurs team by Spurs standards, uh, but they obviously have the two you know, former All-Stars, and they've got some decent pieces around them. And, and look, uh, you know, obviously dealing with Pop, uh, you, know, you take a look at the Spurs lately, and they're top 10 in the league in offense over the past 10 games. So they, they've been playing well offensively, and you know, the defense has not been the Spurs standards. But, you know, again, I would anticipate that they would, they would look a little bit better here on Wednesday night, and the Heat did not look good on the road at all in those two games. And like you mentioned, the trends are bad. The trends are bad for the Heat right now, particularly defensively. All right, let's get to number two. LaMarcus Aldridge is a name that comes up quite a bit as we've been talking about trade targets. And we've talked a lot about Drew Holiday. I got into him a little bit with on a previous podcast uh, that, that I did a couple days ago about Jimmy Butler's uh, liking for Drew Holiday and how that would work. And we're going to talk about Leif's column here in a minute. But the thing about Aldridge that is interesting to Heat fans, other than the fact that he's still productive, he's averaging 18.9 points, 7.6 rebounds, 2.5 assists. He's always been a plus passer uh, for a big 1.8 blocks. Okay, so there is some defensive presence there, although the metrics are not great. Uh, you know, he's, he's been a really good free throw shooter, 84%, 51% from, from, uh, from regular field goal range this year. He's having a very good season at age 34, his contract is up in 2021. So I ask this. We know that Pat Riley likes LaMarcus Aldridge. He tried to get him to come for the mid-level exception a couple of years ago and almost got him. Would you make a play for LaMarcus Aldridge? How much would he help this team, and what would you be willing to give up? Um, I wouldn't make a play for LaMarcus simply because what the Heat need in a big man right now is a defensive presence, um, not another offensive big man. They have those guys, and – no, not quite to that uh, to that level in Myers and Kelly Olynyk, but they have offensive big men, guys that can stretch the floor a little bit to let Bam work inside. The what they would need uh, as far as a big is concerned is is a guy who could protect the rim. So I would go for somebody who would cost you a little bit less, like a Dwayne Dedman, somebody like that um, who could come in off the bench and provide some rim protection, could provide that presence in the middle. I just don't see LaMarcus Aldridge doing that. LaMarcus is more of a stretch four, and I don't know. I mean, I feel like offensively he fit great next to Bam, but the Heat don't have an offense problem. They have a defense problem. So I just don't see, and with the amount of money he makes, you're going to have to look at a guy like Goron, um, who, with if you're if you're talking about bringing in Lamarcus, is that just like is that a, not even a net negative? Is it really that much of a upgrade in offense if you're losing Goran Dragic? So really, I don't I don't really see 
I mean, yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge is an all-star. I, I, he would improve this team. But for what you would have to give up with the amount of money he makes, I just don't see how it how it plays out and improves you enough to, to, to give up anything significant. What's fascinating about Aldridge's numbers is this year he is, except it, other than being a better three-point shooter than he's been historically, shooting 45% from three, he's basically the same player he's been over the course of his career. I, I'm looking at his per 36. He's averaging 20.6 points, career average 20.4, uh, 8.3 rebounds, career 8.7, uh, 2.7 assists, career 2.1, shooting 51% from the field, career 49. He has not slipped as an offensive player. He is right where he was as an offensive player. So you're right. If the Heat needed an offensive player, you go get LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, but the defense is problematic. I, I think people have an image of LaMarcus that is not really accurate defensively. Like, positionally, he's fine. Uh, but he can't – he's not a rim protector, even with 1.8 blocks. I don't see him as a rim protector. And I don't know that he has the quickness at this point to do the things that Bam does. Now, you might say, well, he won't have to if he's in there with Bam. But I don't know that he's got the quickness to get out to shooters. I don't know – uh, again, on the interior, if he's enough of a deterrent. And you're right, if you have to give up Dragic, then you're basically giving up the offense on your bench to pick up a little bit more offense in the starting lineup. Not sure it's worth it. You would probably also have to start with Justice Winslow if they're even interested in Justice Winslow, which I don't know that the Spurs would be. I mean, let's get a third team involved. DeJounte Murray is kind of Justice Winslow <laughs> in a lot of different yeah, ways. Yeah, they like, have it's that. the same problem with New Orleans, where where Lonzo Ball is too. Like I, So... I don't know that it fits, but he's a very good offensive player still. Like he is, he's aging like we thought Bosch would age. Like that, that's yep. that's the shame of Bosch, right? Right. This is what we thought Bosch would be doing into his mid to late thirties. We never got a chance to see him. He's been an incredibly consistent player. He's a, in my view, he's a Hall of Fame player. Uh, I mean, with career averages of twenty point four and eight point seven, but I don't. I, I don't know that it's the move that you make to fix what currently ails you. Let's get to number three. I mentioned Justice Winslow uh, ruled out again tonight. I don't believe he'll play Friday night either. I have said this on previous pods. I said it before he came back. I know that Riz says we need a segment saying, I told you. So this is I told you. We don't have the imaging for it. Uh, the one thing I told you that wasn't right was I didn't think he'd be back at all for a while. Now, he came back. We've talked about it for the one game. Uh, it turned out to be a disaster. He left the team early with the team's permission. Uh, he's apparently, I guess, gotten another opinion by now, but was immediately ruled out. So where are we? I, let me just put this to you this way, Alf, because let's take it to the next extreme. Are you expecting Justice Winslow to play another game for the Miami Heat? Um, if you had asked me that two weeks ago, I would have wondered why you were asking such a crazy question. But with the, with the way things have gone – and listen, I'm not. I don't know if there's a risk between him and the team, but the fact that he, the the health issues, the fact that he's um, attractive to other teams, and the fact that his absence in the lineup is leading to some of the issues that they're having right now. Because if they had a guy like Justice on the perimeter, because like like uh like the Kai has pointed out in that excellent uh, launching pad article he did the other day, what's what's really ailing the Heat is not exactly just not having that presence inside, which would help. But the fact that they don't have the presence inside and they don't have guys on the perimeter that can stay in front of people, there was a, somebody put out a clip of Justice just going over screens over and over and just battling through and just making it impossible for guys to penetrate. That's the kind of guy they need right now. They have him on the bench, but he's not available. So if 
if to me, if the Heat were going to make any kind of trade, if they were going to make any kind of move right now, I think justice has to be in play. And listen, I am one of the biggest justice fans out there. You know, I'm one of the guys who really promoted the whole justice better thing. But if justice isn't available to you and there's a chance that packaging justice and maybe go on Dragon to get you a guy who can, who can score a little bit and defend on that perimeter and kind of clean up some of the heat's mess. I mean, I think at this point you do it. And if, if that kind of uh, option is available, I think Pat Riley goes for it. Well, that's Drew Holiday, isn't it? I mean, isn't that what you've described? Like, that's I mean, basically what I was trying to say without using the name. Right. I mean, right? It's, Drew, it's Drew Holiday, and we know David Griffin likes justice, but he's got to be healthy. And we know, I mean, David Griffin has called Goran Dragic his son. Okay. But again, what's the purpose for the Pelicans? I mean, I, I don't think, even with Zion back this week, I don't think they're making the playoffs. And, and they might. They're in this mix with the Spurs and a couple of other teams down there in, in what has been quite of a, a, a lower level West, I mean, as, as compared to previous years. But I, I don't know that Dra- unless, you know, Dragic's timetable doesn't fit Zion's timetable. So as much as David Griffin likes him, it doesn't make sense. I don't know where you go with it. But I, I'm going to say right now that I, I'm, I don't want to hedge because it sounds like a hedge. But I think there's a 50 to 60% chance at this point that we don't see Justice play for the Heat again. I, 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 just, I, I just think it's headed that way. It's been headed that way for a while. And whether he shut down this season and then traded in the offseason or traded before that, which is more challenging, I, I just don't see this going to a good place. That, that's all. And I, I wish it would because, I, as you know, I'm a Justice fan. You are. I feel like all of us are. Uh, it just, just doesn't seem to be working out. Are we going to get to the next two parts One of the podcast? One, one thing I will I will say about the Goron thing, what does he provide uh, for the Pelicans? He provides an expiring contract, and you get and you get off a of Drew's contract for a team that's rebuilding. No, so that's that, true. That, that's true. That's, that's where true. it makes sense for me. That's true. And if anybody's going to be able to convince him to come back for a little less, other than the Heat, I don't know how he feels about the city of New Orleans, but it might be David Griffin who he has this relationship with. But uh, he may be able to talk him into it and say, "Hey, you can come be a leader on a team that's going to be rising in the West." possible uh but uh, you know again i i think we talk a lot about drew from the heat's perspective but we don't really talk about it from the pelicans perspective which is like okay what are they really trying to do here i mean do, do, do they not see drew holiday as part of the future not worth the 27 million timeline doesn't match up with zions uh and, but then okay what do they want and then are you going to get a third team involved i mean with zion you need shooting i, I think you're gonna need shooting and um I'm not that he can't shoot it, but I mean, he's going to be a dominant player on the interior, like Giannis, in my view. And so you need guys around him who can shoot. They've got Redick there. They need more shooting. And, and I, you know, Dragic provides some of that, obviously. Uh, Justice does not. And so I, I, I don't know that necessarily fits. So we'll get to more here in a second. I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's betdsi.com. Use the promo code, though. I've got people who are going there. They're not using the promo code, they're not getting the bonus. Make sure that you type. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, 
wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Been 5101. That's F-I-V-E-101. Again, 5101. I can tell you right now, I just looked at it, the spread for tonight's Heat-Spurs game is five. So the Heat are five-point favorites. The line has uh, moved a little bit, or at least uh, what you got to put down to get that line. Uh, so there's some money coming in on the Spurs, it appears, here at the last minute. Um, I don't think that has anything to do with justice, but maybe just the way the Spurs have been playing it late, uh, playing of late. But go to BetDSI.com. Again, use the promo code 5101. And look, if you have a bad first half, bet the second half. I had success doing that. Uh, this weekend with uh, the Chiefs. <laughs> so that worked out all right. So make sure you go to betdsi.com, 5101. All right, two more pieces of this that I want to get to with you. Um, number four, Dion Waiters. Eric Spolster addressed it this morning. Have you seen it? No, I did not, actually. All right, so here's what happened last night. On our website, um, I basically posted uh, the uh, – excuse me. I'm trying to figure out so where I'm trying to see where Eric said this. This is in because I didn't think they had shoot around this morning. So Ira must have gotten this the other night, perhaps. I'm not exactly sure, but I just checked the Sun Sentinel site last night. Dion posted a peace sign on his Instagram. Uh, we screenshotted it. We posted a story about it, and he deleted it. I don't know what it means. Um, it doesn't mean he was traded because obviously he wasn't traded. Apparently, I think he was with his, his child at the time at a game. That's what people said. But it could just be peace out to Instagram. It could be peace out to Heat fans. It could be, I just want peace in the world during the Democratic debate. I don't know what it is, Alf. Um, but, but, but he posted a peace sign, and he's been more interesting on Instagram than he has been on the court this year. I'm going to read you what uh, this story from Ira. And again, I don't know where Ira got these quotes. It's not totally clear. It just says, uh, with his attention turned to Wednesday night's game. So I don't know if he said this in New York. But here's Ira's story uh, in the Sun Sentinel. Coach, and this one's not paywall, by the way. Coach Eric Spolstra said the reason guard Deion Waiters was not on the Miami Heat bench during Sunday's loss to New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden was due to illness. He may have, Ira made it, he may have said this at practice yesterday. Waiters was listed as active with no mention of illness on the team's injury report or in the box score where he was listed simply as DNP coach's decision. He was not feeling well, Spolster said. Uh, and again, with his attention turned to Wednesday night's game against the San Antonio Spurs, Waiters has been suspended three times, has yet to appear in a game during the regular season. Uh, it says here, in addition to being away from teammates Sunday, Raiders has rarely been on the court with teammates for layup lines. I can attest to that or pregame shooting. 
He has been in the locker room. I thought I saw him in the locker room uh, for the, the Knicks game. Maybe I'm mistaken. But anyway, at home, he works out here, and he's been working out a little on the road, Spolster said. Um, and then it says, unlike waiters, other Heat players have been held out or limited in playing time and participated in such pregame sessions on the main arena floor. Quote, most of the time he hasn't been feeling well, Spolster said, with waiters being listed out f- five times this season due to illness, most recently with a stomach illness at the January 3rd loss at the, to the Orlando Magic. We want, him, we want to get him feeling better. On the scale of BS, Alf, 1 to 10, what are the Heat putting out here? I mean, maybe he's not feeling uh, well emotionally. I have no idea. I mean, that that sounds like a nine and a half on my BS meter. Um, I mean, like maybe when they say he's not feeling well, maybe it's maybe they just mean he has an attitude problem and they don't want him around. I, you know, I don't know. But to, for someone to have that many stomach blues and stomach illnesses, I mean, he he needs a, he needs a doctor more than anything else. I mean. Maybe he needs a primary physician if he's getting well, they have a doctor on staff. I, 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 I don't, I mean, or they have a, they have a doctor on call. I, I don't uh, look, maybe, he maybe he needs a pediatrician at this point. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I think, I think the problem with it though, is the last time, right? Like getting caught on the boat when he was supposed to be sick. So I, I feel like that's why there's a lack of credibility here. Look, the team has to bat. The team has consistently, and I've said this, team has consistently stuck up for him and covered for him for incidents that have not been reported. All right. I just, I know it. It's fact. Okay. They've, they've stuck up for him, which is one of the reasons why the thing on the plane to LA was so infuriating to the team because it was, it was like, you've made it impossible for us, right? <laughs> like to, to, to just, you know, sweep this under the rug and say, you know, he's sick. Because obviously, you know, that was very public or, 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 to, or just simply to not say anything at all about things that have happened. But I, look, I don't want to get into the specifics of the things that I've heard. All I'll say is that I feel like Eric Spolster has been put in this position now where he has to kind of defend the indefensible. Um, you know, at this point, I just don't anticipate like if waiters, we've talked about how waiters could have had a role offensively for this team out. But they're struggling to defend at the point of attack. I, I really recommend everybody check out Nikias's piece on 5reasonsports.com. He breaks this down better than anybody has about what exactly is going on with their defense. And a lot of it is starting on the perimeter with their guards. All right, And starting with Dragic, starting with Nunn. Also, if we, call, if we call Duncan Robinson a guard, he's on the perimeter a lot with him as well. It's, and with Tyler Hero. It's starting with those four guys. They're not, and then that's creating problems in the interior of their defense where they already really don't have elite shot blocking. So th- this is all an issue uh, that they've had for a while. And the reality is, Alf, when Dion is in shape and engaged, he's a good perimeter defender. At least he's slightly above average at worst. And no, they I haven't mean, had that he, either. Like, I feel, go ahead. 30 and 11, he was excellent. I mean, an excellent yeah. defender. Right. So, couldn't he be some? I mean, you don't forget how to defend. Like it's it's effort, right? As long I mean, as long as you you physically are capable of doing it, and the, so the only they, t- the only time his defense him. dropped off, the only time his defense dropped off was after the ankle injury. But as long as that ankle is healthy, he is a really really good defender. Mm-hmm. And they don't they haven't used him because he said they need it. <laughs> right. Yeah, he, he, illness. So so there you go. All right. So anyway, let's get to number five here. Um, Another piece I'd recommend, and again, we don't have a paywall at 5reasonsports.com, so you never have to worry about that. 
Uh, I thought this was really uh, interesting uh, piece by Leif, uh, you know him as Greg Sylvander, uh, that I was not actually expecting him to go down this route. But essentially, he evaluated uh, the possibility of being able to kind of have your cake and eat it too, right? So essentially, uh, what, he, what he reported was, uh, well, not reported, but his, his new column was, you know, try to win now or wait for 2021. He can do both. And he went through a scenario here where they could make that happen, which, again, I've got to check all of his numbers, but I trust him. He typically follows uh, pretty closely, you know, on all this stuff. Um, but he was basically saying that if you could, say, get Drew Holiday now, all right, and it was something like, and again, we don't know the Pelicans' perspective, but something like Winslow, Nunn, Olenek, and a draft pick, okay, that you could put together a team for 2021 that would have these pieces, Butler, Drew Holiday opting in to his close to $27 million, Tyler Harrow, Akpala, Silva with a cap hold, Adebayo with a cap hold that obviously needs the extension, Duncan Robinson with a cap hold, the Ryan Anderson dead cap, a first-round pick's uh, second-year salary, a 2020 second-year salary, and some minimum roster charges. And that would, again, we don't know what the exact cap's going to be because you don't know that until you know what the revenue is. But you basically, you know, it's projected to be around $125 million which would leave you with about $30 million in cap space. Giannis's year one max, if he doesn't sign the Supermax with Milwaukee, would be about $37 million. So you'd be $7 million short. But then he kind of takes you through a path. We know that Andy Ellisberg is the best in the business, right? Here's some options, and I would have to probably run these by Andy. She probably wouldn't tell me. But anyway, um, <laughs> you find a team to take KZ Akpala and the player you take in 2020, and you get back about $4 million which gets you to 34 if you renounce Silva's cap hold. And again, players may move before then. You get to 36 million, about a million short of what Giannis would earn. And again, that's with the projected cap being 125. It could be 126, it could be 127. And then the idea would be to get Giannis to take maybe a million dollars less. Does this get you excited in any way? I mean, and this is a, this is a conversation I've had a little bit with Leif in the, in, in the background that, the Drew Holiday, for the whole idea of 2021 being completely, um, completely a, a a pipe dream. As long as we sign, as long as the Heat sign anybody past 2021, is not necessarily true. There are paths to get there, and if we know anything about the Miami Heat and this organization, they're going to figure out. Because what did Pat tell us? There are obstacles, but there are no obstacles, right? right. So I, I think, listen, if Leif has already started doing this math. Andy Ellsberg has known this math since like 2009. So I, I feel like, yeah, that does excite me where it does look like that he can go for a name now and still have the ability to go after somebody like Giannis in 2021. Of course that excites me. Now, like you said, are the numbers exactly what they need to be? We're not sure, but let, but if they're anywhere close, you know that the Heat can figure out a way. So it does it, it because a lot of people just think, "Hey, hold tight, do not do anything." And I was, I've been one of those people. Do not do anything that messes up twenty twenty one. Well, it looks like there is a chance to make a move that some that still gets you to twenty twenty one with the cap space to sign one of the big names, especially Giannis, which we all know. Which is funny, Brian Winworth reported something that you've been saying for about a year now, <laughs> which I know you love when that happens. Um, yeah, but uh, Brian, Brian's a friend, so I'm going to let him off the hook for it, for not hearing it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, look, 
I'm used to it, right? Now, this is why we do the As I Told You segment here on the podcast so that everybody <laughs> remembers. Well, I, it's not hard to figure out. I don't know why. I don't know. When I tweeted out, I tweeted something out that got like 4,000 likes like a month ago, like, you know, the, the Heat are building a team for Giannis to love, okay? And like that got all this attention locally. And now like a month later, it's like, oh, wait, that is what the Heat are doing. Okay. But, but again, why would you not think the Heat were doing that? Like, what do people, I'm going to close with this, okay? What do people think Pat Riley's still here for? I, it's just common sense. Like, you don't have to be connected inside the organization to know that Pat Riley is 75 years old, has a beautiful house in Malibu, travels all over Europe, okay, still has a happy, healthy marriage, okay? He told me a few years ago that when they, his goal was, we're going to win and I'm going to go to the plane with Chris, that's his wife, Chris Riley, and you're never going to hear from me again. So what is he waiting for? One last score, right? One last score. Yep. And so the last score is not Kevin Love. The last score is not Andre Drummond, okay? The last score was not Jimmy Butler. He was the score before the score. The last score is a Giannis, is a Beal, is, I don't think it's Vic, but it, I don't think Vic's at that level, but, like, it, it's someone of that ilk, okay? Maybe things fall apart for Kawhi with the Clippers. Who knows? Maybe Anthony Davis. But there's one, there's one last score here because he has left this thing in good hands regardless. They're, they're positioned the right way. They've got great people inside the organization that he trusts who, for the most part, as far as everything I hear, and they don't agree on everything, but there seem to be good working relationships inside the building. You don't hear about a lot of the negativity. So what is he waiting for? He could turn the thing over to any of five people right now. And their team is young right now. And they're young. They're, they're so, there's, I mean, he's not leaving them with an old team full of journeymen. The team is young. With a, he, was. he was. But it, over <laughs> the next two years, all those guys are gone. Right, right. I mean, the 2017 class or the 2016-17 mistakes are basically cleaned out. Whiteside, Tyler Johnson. I mean, you've got the Ryan Anderson as the residue from that. But, like, you know, you've got those two gone. A Linux out of the rotation. Maybe he gets back in it. Dion is sick somewhere. And, uh, and, and JJ is working his way back in the rotation. That's what you have from those two years. And with all in that 2021, dead money, every one of them is gone. All gone. And Goran's gone too, and I like that contract, and Goran has been a plus for this organization, but he's gone too if they want him to be, if he wants to be, or they'll sign him to something that's more cap-friendly. So I'm glad that Winhorst and all my buddies in the media, you know, the Becks, the Lows, everybody else is, you know, they're all on board with with, with the Heat now. Uh, But this has been obvious from the beginning, so uh, like I told you. Anyway, we'll do more of these previews coming forward. We're actually doing a review of the game tonight. Alex is going to be at the game tonight. I don't know if I will be. And then we got the watch party coming up on Friday night. That's GQ's Craft House. That's in Lauder Hill. Use Google. You'll find it. Uh, we had a great time there last time. We'll both be out there. We're going to be giving away some T-shirts again. And uh, they just got great craft beer, and they've got great wings and stuff. We'll have everything out there for you guys. So it's a really good time. And last time, they beat the Bucks on the road in overtime without Butler. So don't blame us. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. After the end of a good fight, 
deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.